Hey everyone, welcome back to the 321 Endurance Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Wiley, and this is a show where I have the honor and privilege of talking with all sorts of impressive, inspiring endurance athletes, literally from all over the world. Um, and if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that this podcast is brought to you by BocoGear.com. BocoGear has the best hats that money can buy if you're a runner or an endurance athlete, or if you just like to look good wearing a hat. I don't look good wearing hats, but I look good in a BocoGear hat, and I think you will too. So go to BocoGear.com. And uh, I'm wearing my High Rocks shirt in honor of our next guest. She recently placed fourth in the pro women's division at High Rocks, the U.S. championships. She has uh, been an obstacle course racer for quite some time. She's done ultra marathons. She's even been on NBC's Titan Games hosted by The Rock, a super impressive athlete. Please join me in welcoming Chris Roglowski. Chris, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for giving me a few minutes of your time. Chris, if you could just give the viewers and the listeners, um, you know, in a minute or less, you know, who is Chris Roglowski? Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of on the younger side of a lot of the people that I found in OCR. Uh, OCR was kind of my introduction to um, athletics competition uh, in general. Kind of got into it about five years ago, and um, that kind of... Um, snowballed into getting into then ultras from there and then um kind of through all that through connections with that i've kind of had a lot of opportunities to try a lot of different things um and i've just always kind of uh done it all so i've done uh, several ultras i've competed more locally at the on the spartans and then uh, just now kind of started into into the more um, national scene on there um, the DECA fit came out last year and I've enjoyed a lot of those events. High rocks, um, is another thing I've kind of dabbled in. Um, still just trying to figure out who I am as an athlete, as a competitor, and, um, still trying to find the limit of what's the most I can do and what's the best I can do. That's awesome. So, you know, you say you're, you're on the younger side of what you've, you know, come to find, uh, is, is the median or the mean age here in, in endurance sports. And it's that, that's a good thing, right? So I didn't discover any of this stuff until I turned 30. I'm 33 now, but like you see all these top athletes and they're all like late thirties, early forties. Um, so that's gotta be encouraging yeah. to you, somebody who's in their mid twenties, um, you know, who's competing now because you have a long road ahead of you. Uh, you know, if, if all you have to do is stay healthy, um, and, and you're doing well, uh, what, what are your plans for the future? Are you, I know you're still trying to find yourself as an athlete, but you've done a lot. What, what do you like most about running in general? I guess. Um, I really like the opportunity it's given me to be an athlete. I feel like a lot of people running is kind of, I guess most people when they're younger, it's what you do when you're not good at anything else. And then as you get older, it's kind of, I'm kind of more in the, in the, you know, especially the older athlete, older and by older, I mean, you know, not high school, college sports. Um, it's something a lot of people choose to do. Um, so I enjoy, uh, I've, I've enjoyed coming into it as somebody brand new to everything. And it's something that I've been able to pick up and kind of be competitive at on some level in some, you know, in some kind of sphere. Um, and I think it's you're being very... a little modest there. I, I mean, you're, you're not just competing age group races, like you're, you're in pro races and, and you're really, you know, like you just placed fourth at high rocks championships for the United States. That, like that's well, incredible. 
that's what I like about it is it just combines all the competitions I've found combine a base level of running and basic fitness to where if you work hard enough, you can get there. It's not, I don't know, I've, you know, the, you know, sports you do, you know, in high school, college, there's a lot more skill to them. And I never, I never really had the opportunity to them. Those were all that I knew of. So then finding these, uh, you know, these sports, this competitive field where really all it takes is just working hard and working your way to the top. And literally anybody can do that. Like it, it actually really encourages like the hard work, just come in as you are and work up from there. Um, so it doesn't take the years and years of skill building and uh, technique that some of the, uh, you know, most other sports do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. We're really designed to be runners um, and, and to do these types of functional activities. Um, but, you know, you said you weren't always an athlete. Like, what was it? What was the catalyst, I guess, for for you to hop into an OCR race? And then, you know, where's the mindset go from doing a Spartan to wanting to run a hundred mile ultra marathon? Because that's a big jump. Um, well, I think it was just the challenge of it. Um, I saw other people doing it and like, what is this new thing? It looks like fun. Um, and then from there you find out, you know, the challenge, it, it will challenge anybody and that challenge can grow and can um, grow as you get better in it. So initially it's just the challenge of completing it. And then you realize, oh, there's this competitive side. There's, you know, people competing for cash prizes and for top placement. Um, and then it also just uh, broadens the view of like what's possible. Like, you know, when I got into it, I was not a runner. I could run a 5K and that was it. Um, and I did one every once in a while just for fun. And then you realize like, oh, I can complete this 12 mile course. Like, well, if I can like walk 12 miles, I could probably walk 30 miles. So I did like the ultra beast. And then that whole like, if I can complete 30 miles, what about 50 miles? And then you know, you hear about these things. And that's, I think it's kind of neat that these things are even, most people can't even like fathom running a hundred miles. Like the thought of that is like, okay, you know, nobody likes to even drive. That's the classic. I don't want to even drive a hundred miles. Um, but just the, it just broadens your, um, your like capacity for what's possible. Um, and it happens sort of gradually. Um, and then you just get to the point where you're like, okay, a hundred miles, like, you know, that's, if people are doing it, maybe I could do it too. And then you do it. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you know, the more things you challenge yourself with and complete, the more you want to challenge yourself with. So it just kind of, in some ways, naturally evolves up to there. And so it, it's funny because this is a, you know, very similar mindset to a lot of people that, that I talk to, you know, you start with something small, like I started with Spartan races myself and now I'm doing yeah. full Ironman races and things. I haven't done a hundred mile race yet, but that, that is on the bucket list, uh, for sure here. Um, yeah. but it's, it's something about that mindset of, you know, wanting to, all right, this isn't enough. This is good. I could do this, but wanting to push yourself. Are you like this in every aspect of your life or is it just sport? Um, I think sports are easy to push in that area because there's the very, it's minimal risk and high reward. Um, I would say I'm probably kind of a risk taker in general, probably a bit more cautious mm -hmm. than I am it, to me. Like sports is like, it's a, you know, sports and running, it's like, okay, the risks are like, you know, you could get hurt, you could have, you know, like a minor strain or something, but like the reward, not just of completing it, but like the, 
the mentality that it takes to complete it. And then, I mean, it just grows you in, you know, ways you can't even, ways you don't even expect. Um, and, and so I, I don't know, I would say this is kind of the easier, in some ways, the easier, the easiest way to, the easiest area of life to be that, um, that risk taker, like, you know, just going for the next thing. Um, but it's definitely, you know, having a kind of safe environment to be able to do that in then allows you to like, okay, well, if I can take risk and there is that reward, there is some level, you know, it, it grows you mentally, mm. uh, which, and, I, you know, can carry over to other areas of life. Yeah. And w would you say, you know, is this mindset, is this mentality something that you've just always had throughout life? Is it something that developed later on? Um, you know, because not everybody is like this. Not everybody, you know, wants to do these things or wants to challenge themselves like this. Is it just something that's been in embedded in you throughout childhood? Um, in some ways, yes, but I don't think it's something that you either have or you don't have. I think it's like anything, you know, the more you focus on growing it and uh, mm. the more it will grow. So I think some people maybe, I mean, I would, I probably naturally tend towards it a little bit, but um, there's, I mean, I don't think it's something you either have or don't. I think it's absolutely something you can work towards and you can grow in. Mm. And, and that, that's interesting because it, correct me if I'm wrong. So you're, you're a coach as well. Is that right? Yeah. I coach here at grit. So is, is this something that you're trying to instill in your athletes as well? You know, maybe they aren't the most fit person, but you know, they can look at Chris who just works hard and the results are there. Um, is this something that you try to instill in them on a day, day in day out basis? Yeah, I think, um, just the fact that people will show up to the gym and work out, um, is show some level of investing in themselves. And that mm -hmm. to me is like the first level of like having that kind of mindset. So I, I enjoy encouraging it. I don't think it's something that other obviously, you know, other people can't impose that on you. So it's not anything that I, but anytime I see, um, especially, you know, different workouts, I'll see that in certain people. And I always mm -hmm. like to encourage that because again, like it's an inside thing. And if you're, if somebody, um, you know, on their own is reaching, is, a you know, ready to push themselves, ready to, um, you know, go to that next level. I always enjoy seeing that, but it's also really neat to see people that maybe have a lot of doubts and question themselves and their mm. ability and to be able to like, you know, everybody's uh, dealing with some level of lack of self-confidence and unsure of themselves. Nobody's, you know, obviously, well, nobody, everybody knows they don't, you know, they're not arrived or anything. Um, to be able to see, I think it's a really good environment to be able to help people see that they're capable of more. Um, so, yeah, and absolutely. do you, do you feel like you've arrived or do you have a long way to go in endurance I've, sports? Like you've done some cool stuff already, but it, you're still super young and there's a lot of time left for you. Um, you know, what does arriving look like to you in endurance sports? There is no arriving. There's absolutely no arriving. I love that um, answer. Yep. That's yeah. It's, the, it's the always bar, the bar can constantly be set higher. Um, it there's can. always something more and it doesn't even have to, you know, that changes all the time. So it doesn't even have to be anything, you know, on a competitive level, just the bar can always be set higher, both physically and mentally. There is, I don't, there is no limit. Uh, so no, there is no arriving ever. That That's amazing. And that's, you know, whether you realize it or not is a very inspiring statement. Uh, 
it's just this journey of self-improvement is is continuous and lifelong um you know let's let's talk a little bit about some of your races because you've you've done a lot of cool races um i, I know you're on the spartan circuit um are you doing are you on the spartan pro team what are you doing with spartan right now um i am on the pro there they have a pro athlete roster for this year um mm -hmm. and i did make that based on some of my results from last year um, this year I'll be doing the national series for the first time. So the national series is kind of there. They pick some of their races that they, um, put out, uh, bigger cash prizes and kind of put forward as kind of more competitive. Um, the idea is to bring in, you know, the better competition and they offer the bigger cash prizes. So I'll be following that series. It's a series of five races and you have to do four out of five. Um, mm -hmm. so I'll be doing four out of those five races. Um, yeah. I'm excited to kind of see where I'm at on the national level. Uh, kind of, I've done a lot of the local ones here in Texas. They come to Texas pretty often because I guess it's a one of the larger states. Um, traveled out of state a couple times, but I haven't followed the series before, so that'll be new for me this year. Yeah, that's going to be exciting for sure. And you know, what about? So let's let's we'll talk about High Rocks for a second. And if you know, High Rocks mm -hmm. is I, I still don't think is as mainstream as Spartan, right? So um, for the listeners and the viewers, High Rocks is a one k run followed by a functional workout in between, repeated eight times. Um, it is what I like to call a one hour heart attack. Um, I've done the race a few times. Uh, qualified for worlds and then COVID happened, unfortunately. So I haven't been able to finish my business there, but do you have some unfinished business with high rocks? Um, or, or what's the story there? I know you placed fourth at, at, at the U S championships. Tell us about the circumstances there. Yeah, I think it's the really, um, it definitely takes out the, uh, the, I think Spartan has a lot of the, um, the attraction of like the unknown and the unpredictable and high rocks is very predictable and very known. Like, you know, exactly what you're getting each time. Um, and I wouldn't typically like that kind of thing, but I've really enjoyed Hyrox. Um, I like that it's more of an, there's an international field to it that, um, is pretty, it's originally from Germany, I believe. So it's like, it's yep. got a pretty good established, you know, it's well-established, you know, worldwide. Um, and I think it's one of those, I did it, uh, us championships is my third one. And I've seen remarkable improvement each time. So I'm really excited to see, um, you know, where I can, I'll be doing, uh, another one in April and then the world championships are going to be in the States this year. So I'll be going to that one in May. Um, and just kind of see where else I can improve in, um, as much as it is like a one hour heart attack, it's also like, I don't know, it's a good challenge and I really enjoy it. So excited to see yeah. where the next, next one will take me. That's awesome. So let's, you know, really quick, if you could just indulge me here for a second, what, what was your first high rocks time and what was your mm -hmm. time at the U S championships? My first high rocks time was one hour, 18 minutes. Um, I think I have an interesting, every high rocks that I've done has been a week or two after a major ultra. So that one was after one of my first hundred milers and I felt happy with 118, but knew I could do better than that. Um, so then, um, I did one in November and dropped my time to 114, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that one was, I was a little fresher for that. It was two weeks. I'd only done a 50 K two weeks before. So I felt good, but so that, also that, that's it. Just a 50 K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was huge because I was able to see some specific 
weaknesses that needed improvement and having one again two months later gave me a really good chance to be able to really like hone in on those weaknesses and be able to then come to the U.S. championships again it was just a couple weeks after 100 but um, it's been you know I've been doing these for a little while and I have the recovery side figured out so I was able to lay down a 109 time in um, at the world championships and again felt very good but also still see some major weaknesses that can use work and are getting work. And um, I hope to drop my time again uh, at the world championships. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd like to see you get as close to that one hour mark as possible. I don't know. Has a woman made it to the one hour mark yet? Or is that still held by, by uh, Hunter McIntyre? That's You're breaking up a little bit there. Several of the guys are sub one hour. Yeah, I I think I think you're right there. Is this better? Nope, that's all right. Yeah, we got you now. Uh, Cool. So you mentioned like you're doing these high rocks races right off of hundred mile races, (laughs) and you know, I again, I've yet to do a hundred miler. So for me, wrapping my head around that, like I do Ironmans, and and that's one thing, but to run a hundred miles is is totally different. So uh, you know, what's, what's, what's the best way, you know, I guess what's the mindset to get yourself through a, a 100 mile race? Um, I guess the mindset is seeing it as a challenge. It's not something impossible. It's not something like, um, it's something that plenty of people do. Plenty of people have done. Um, it's absolutely like a hard challenge, but more than even just physically getting through it is mentally getting through it and if you can men not let it defeat you uh, your physic like your body holds up better and then I to me I view it as like that was that weekend and then we move on to the next week and I've you know big goals and things coming up so I guess kind of like soaking it in like enjoying it but not like I don't put everything into it when I go into it like it's a hundred miler and it's going to take me all weekend and it's going to, you know, physically and mentally really test me, but it's a test to endure and like come out stronger on the other side. And then I just try to, I mean, everything hurts, everything's sore, but like the more time you spend like dwelling in that, the more it, like the more, like pain is physical, but it's also so very mental. And so the more you just Mm -hmm. kind of like, all right, like, you know, if your body can still function, go walk, go for a little jog, like, do something in the gym. Um, I found my recovery goes way quicker when I just continue on to the next thing. Um, so yeah, as, yeah as so- I saw a quote once about like, uh, running a hundred miles is 90% mental. The other 90% is physical. And like, that's so true. Like it's, it's absolutely like, you know, 90% physical, but it's also 90% mental. And I think so many people focus on like, it's such a physical feat. It's also a mental feat. And as much as like, your brain, your mind is tired and exhausted. It also like just, you know, when you complete it, that was a huge victory for your body and your mind. And I think kind of soaking in more of that instead of like dwelling in the fact that everything hurts and it was really difficult. Um, that yeah. helps. That, that, me that's kind of, kind of a given, you know, that going into it for sure. Uh, so what does, give us a glimpse, like what, what does your recovery look like after a race like that? And, and then, you know, in, in two weeks you have to go run a high rocks or some other type of race. What are you doing, um, in your recovery that allows you this quick turnaround time? 
Um, I think with that, it's again, like a huge balance of like, absolutely give your body the time and space to recover. Um, so I take, try to get naps in the following days, you know, plenty of sleep cause you stay up all night. So that's like a, I mean, the last two that I've done, I've finished, you know, early to midday on Sunday. So I'll typically take like a three hour nap Sunday afternoon. Um, by Sunday evening, I try to walk and even like jog a little bit, a mile or two, just to kind of like get back on my feet. I'm really, I mean, I've definitely, you know, done these enough times, figured out the year to, I mean, my socks and shoes never give me any issues. So that's, you know, that's a big thing is figuring out the, um, being able to do it with minimal physical effects, like everything's sore, everything's hurting, but my feet, even if they're swollen, like they can still walk and they can still jog a little bit. Um, so by Sunday evening, I try to make sure I've walked or jogged so that I can then, then get a good night's rest on Sunday night. Um, by Monday, um, I coach every Monday morning. I have three classes, you know, unless I get them covered, that's expected. So I'm up at four by the next morning, well, three 30. Um, and I, coach three classes that morning. So that's a good time again to like move around, stretch out some, uh, sometimes, you know, the movement's a little limited, but do what you can. Um, and then I try to, you know, it's again, you know, like the balance of not pressuring your body to do too much, but expecting it to do the minimum. So I don't expect to like be crushing workouts, honestly, that entire following week, but I do expect my body to like be seeing, you know, forward progress and still be like moving as expected. Like just because I ran a hundred miles doesn't mean I can't walk to my car, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or I can't go jog three miles. Like, um, so I just kind of spend the first two or three days. It, it kind of varies, but I know, I mean this last time, cause I did one last weekend and by Monday evening, I was feeling up to like, okay, we're, I did a high rocks workout. I wasn't like expecting a hundred percent. Um, but just kind of running through the movements, I was like, nothing's really sore. Like the muscles are a little bit tight, but running through these movements at a relaxed pace will help loosen everything up. Um, so I was able to do kind of like a relaxed high rocks workout and, um, yeah, by Tuesday it was back to feeling normal to the point where I, you know, continue normal workouts throughout the week. That, that's um, incredible. I mean, first so of all, you must that, have like amazing genetics, right? Because that's, uh, I mean, not everybody Definitely. can recover like that. That's, uh, I, I would, I would say that's gotta be a big component. What about yeah. diet? Um, or, or what are you doing <laughs> there that's helping out with recovery? Uh, I eat a lot during a hundred, like I eat a lot during the hundred because there is no number of calories you can reasonably consume that will replenish the amount of calories you're burning. Um, a lot of times I'll kind of lose my appetite after a hundred, but I, you know, make it a point to make sure to eat like as much as possible. Cause that's one of the biggest things is replenishing everything that you've drained. And as much as like, I'm definitely lucky. I have, inc- you know, really great recovery, but I think the, the principle that I've kind of found of, you know, everybody may look different, the whole, the, the, allowing your body some grace, like allowing it to hurt, but also expecting it to recover. And that, that may, well, that may mean take easy, but still moving in something every day. Um, I also always try to see my massage therapist and my uh, chiropractor the following week. They kind of mm-hmm. try to work out anything that may be bothering me, get adjusted. Um, 
so yeah, I don't, I don't expect, but I do 100% believe in that concept of like, give your body some grace. Don't expect anything big of it for, I mean, up to two weeks, you know, but do expect it to continue to move and you can continue to go through regular movements unless you have like a major injury. Your body was made mm -hmm. to keep moving. Your body can still function. And I think expecting that helps kick in those recovery. That recovery yeah, that's, stuff, so. that's amazing. So, and I can talk to this, you know, a little bit here as I see parallels in, in some of my training, I'm not doing ultras and stuff, but I'm, I'm training for Boston marathon right now. And I, I've, I've run a bunch of marathons. I've never actually trained for one. Right. So this is the first time I'm training for mm -hmm. one. And I'm noticing that the more I run, the better my recovery is. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, you know, I'm running more miles mm -hmm. than I've ever run in my life. And my body's feeling better than, you know, running 50, 60, 70 miles a week than it was when I was running 15 or 20 miles a week. It's so weird. Um, yeah. So I think that's a great insight. And, you know, really quick, we don't have a whole lot of time here, but I, I just want to, we have to talk about the Titan games because that's obviously super interesting. You were on TV. Uh, talk about the circumstances surrounding that. How did you get involved with it? And, and what, what was it like meeting The Rock? I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, it was just a really, I mean, kind of, you know, a chance you don't get every day, uh, back when they were opening applications for it, nobody knew what to expect. And so I'd seen applications for it, wasn't really interested until somebody told me that they'd been in touch with the casting director and that they were wanting more females. So they're like, you probably have a good chance to get on. I was like, okay, why not? Let's try it. Um, so I ended up applying and, um, it was one of those, I mean, I've always been a big believer in like any opportunity that comes, like say yes. And this was one of those, wasn't really planning on it. Honestly, I still like, I probably shouldn't have been there with where I was only just getting into running and fitness period. Um, but it was one of those like, well, it's an opportunity and it's a good opportunity to say yes. Um, and then, yeah, got selected. Um, they based off of, um, applications. They selected just over a hundred people to come out and they actually flew everybody out to California for like a, um, combine. They kind of put you through a little testing and interviews and stuff. And then ended up getting the call to be on. There were 64 that got selected. Um, they flew us out there. It was a really neat experience again, like something I, you know, had obviously had no experience in. Um, but it's really neat to be out there, um, filming all at night kind of scene. It was, I think it was really neat because as much as it's like a staged TV show, it's also like pretty legit challenges. Um, and it was yeah, just a really neat experience and meeting all those, a lot of people, me being really new to all of it. Um, I just kind of soaked it in and really enjoyed it for what it was. Um, the rock was really cool. It was, it was one of the, I guess the most surreal things to kind of be there in the arena where, you know, they have everything lined up and then they, you know, they're like, just wait for the pyro. And that's when you go, you know, so it's a lot, big boom fireworks kind of thing. And so just standing there waiting like kind of in limbo and you hear, um, the rock introducing the competition and just hearing him say like my name and you know, all this. And I was like, that's the rock, like saying my name, like he knows who I am. Um, so it was really cool. Um, everybody asked like, what was the rock? Like we, it wasn't really like, I mean, obviously we weren't like hanging out with him because this is his job and this is what he does, but there were several interactions and he was very, very like just friendly and down to earth. Really. Um, just the, the, I guess that kind of the persona he portrays is exactly, and it was really cool to kind of like, you know, a lot of times 
they're not which what they present and all that kind of thing but he absolutely mm. was and it's just a really neat experience to be a part of that and um kind of like yeah uh, just kind of experience all that especially being new it was a great introduction to all the all the this world yeah, it, it kind of sets the bar high, right? I mean, it, you know, you have, well, luckily you're young and you still have all these years to to pursue all these passions of yours and the, these races, but that, oh my word, that does set the bar high. It, it's funny, I, yeah. I, I had a, one little interaction with The Rock uh, myself. Uh, this was in 1997. I was nine years old and he, this was before he was the rock. He was wow. Rocky Maivia and the WWF yeah. at the time. And I went to go see the King of the ring in Providence, Rhode Island. And, uh, he came down the elevator and he shot me a little wave with that million dollar smile. And I'll never forget that. Uh, you know, so it's, it's so funny to hear your inter interaction yeah. with him when he was the full magnanimous, the rock, you know, that that's amazing. Um, so cherish that experience. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. unbelievable. That's a great start to, to an amazing endurance journey that you're on here. Um, you know, Chris, we, we've talked about your races. Um, we've talked about your coaching. Where, where can everybody find you, um, on social media to connect with you and to learn more about you? Um, Instagram, I'm not a huge social media person, but I kind of share about my races and kind of what I have going on sometimes. Um, yeah, on Instagram at Chris Roglowski and, um, that's it. I'm not a, that's, I just kind of hang out on Instagram. Awesome. Well, Chris, I really appreciate your time here today. Thank you so much. It was fantastic getting to l learn a little bit more about you and your races. Um, just super interesting and, and your mindset's unbelievable. So I uh, would love to follow up with you down the road after some of these championships and, and check in with you and see, see how, you, how you've done. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. We'll talk to you soon. Well, there you have it, folks. Chris Roglowski, uh, man, what an impressive young athlete she is. Uh, you know, she got to start essentially her running career going on NBC's Titan Games. And from there, she's done all sorts of ultra marathons, uh, running on the Spartan Pro Circuit. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, where she goes in the world of endurance sports. So please follow her on Instagram at Chris Roglowski. Uh, thank you so much for checking out another episode of the three to one endurance podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. I know I did please like comment, share, subscribe, and looking forward to seeing you all next week. <music>